Welcome to Sales Cultures Redefined, where we transform people with purpose, income, and a better life. Here's your host, CEO of Sales Managed Solutions, Lance Cooper. On our last podcast, we learned how powerful stories lead people to long-term sales success. This week, we will learn what a story or word picture is, which ones are most powerful, and where to use them at the start of the sales process. For years, I taught thousands and thousands of salespeople and their managers a sales process called Sell with Class. Contact, listen, advise, solve, and secure. This is a step-by-step consultative sales process that contains the interpersonal skills and habits to sell in a way that people love you and want to buy from you again and again and again. The process starts with the contact step and what it takes at the start of a face-to-face meeting to begin building rapport with different personalities and people not previously known by you. In retail, this starts with the greeting, and then in both retail and business-to-business, introductions occur, yours and theirs. Have you ever sat down and thought about a short story to tell, one that introduces you and your company? I'm Lance Cooper, and in today's podcast, we'll discuss how to train salespeople to introduce themselves and their company. We'll save all the other ways stories or word pictures are used for another time. Before we go further, let's talk about what a story is and what it contains. A story is an imaginary or real account told for entertainment or to convey a truth or to influence actions. We remember movies because of how their stories move us or shape us or leave us in a particular emotional state. Even our lives are a series of interwoven stories all contained within one big story, ours. They have familiar beginnings. For children, there is Little Red Riding Hood and her grandma and the wolf. Well, you know the rest. Or for those of us a little older, imagine that the eastern seaboard of America has been devastated by a series of tidal waves from three hurricanes. The story opens with several people who have survived in Tennessee when the seawater sweeps across North Carolina. They were visiting Mount Lacotte, a favorite hiking destination and the tallest mountain in the eastern United States. The lodge is filled with food for 22 people visiting the lodge for an evening stay when the disaster occurs and they can't leave the mountain. After several weeks beyond their intended stay and food supplies running short, they must make their way down off the mountain and back to what remains of civilization. There are heroes and heroines and danger on the mountain before the story ends with their survival and with discovering what has happened to the rest of their loved ones in the towns below. As an author once wrote in a book that I read several years ago, there are adventures to live, battles to fight, and people to rescue. That's what we love to read about or go to the movies to see. We don't just want to see them. We want to be in them. You may ask how a story is constructed. Here's one way. Once upon a time, such and such was happening to the main character. Let's say that's you. And every day, such and such was going on until one day something changed. And because of this, an adventure began with battles you had to fight 
and people you had to rescue until you found just the right help to get yourself and others out of harm's way. And ever since that day, your life or the lives of others is changed for the better in a very particular way. There are stories of those who found their way into and out of addiction, stories of those who sacrificed for years to care for their parents or their spouse, stories of wireless devices keeping people in touch with each other, stories of replacement windows bringing a much-needed facelift to homes. Stories of insurance paying for fire damage or the money received from insurance because of the unimagined and sudden death loss of a business partner. Stories of people who were enjoying their new fences or the removal of trees falling on their property. Stories of people who found their new positions at IT companies because of a hardworking recruitment company. If we tell a story, We can simply start by telling what was happening to the hero, which could be the customer, and what happened to them. In other words, what occurred that caused them to experience a loss because of a new problem in their lives. Something has gotten in their way and stopped them and negatively changed how they were experiencing life. Then after fighting for a while, they found what they needed from you to get them going again. And as a result, they are now in better shape and back to continuing to achieve their dreams or live life well. That's a typical story outline about customers of your company who were helped by what you sell and provide as a service. Now back to the sales process and your introduction. A story in 30 seconds about what you do needs to quickly explain how you help people. The customer will be the center of the story, and you are just along for the ride. Someone asks you, what do you do? And the problem is most people use words that no one understands or feels are about them. Like we run trucks all day with crews and chainsaws to homes that need trees removed. Or we sell replacement windows. Or we sell fire and home insurance. Want some? These are quick and to the point, but none of them are about the hero the customer. Think about the story. What do you do? Maybe your potential customers are sitting in their homes when a storm hits and suddenly they are in trouble. They have a tree down. Or their windows are drafty and they feel the cold in the winter as they watch TV. Or if you sell wireless homes, or if you sell wireless phones, some of your typical prospects have to restart their phones over and over again to get them to work, and their frustrations mount each day they try to use their phones. People buy things because they are going along in life and doing just fine when something changes and they realize they have a need or a problem that generates within them a lack of pride, peace, profit, pleasure, and they might even feel some pain. This frustrates them or cost them money. So when someone asks you what you do, don't focus on the features of your service or product, what you do, but think of your answer in terms of your purpose. In other words, tell them how you help to remove frustrations, or save the money of the people you serve, or give them some type of pleasure they don't currently have. And as we close this session, here are some examples. We help people stop worrying about their automobiles or homes 
when there are accidents by getting them cost-effective insurance policies. Or we help two people win every day. The engineers and the IT professionals who want a good position in a company they like to work in, and the IT manager who needs to keep growing by staffing their projects with good people that fit their job and their culture. Or we help homeowners who want a scary tree or one that's in their way removed from their yard. And one more, every day, I make sure that folks can see out their new windows without a cold wind interrupting their TV time. Finally, remember this, whether it's a 30-second introduction or a website, when someone comes to the website or asks you what you do, they are really looking for or asking, how do you help people? They want to know, what value do you give to customers that they can't get elsewhere? Your answer will stress what people receive from you that gives them peace, pleasure, profit, or pride, and in some cases removes frustrations from their lives. Depending upon the person in front of you or your typical customer, your answer may include some form of entertainment, ego gratification, financial security, family togetherness, better health, saving money, peace of mind, or loss prevention. These are just examples. After this podcast, Sit down and write all the ways people benefit from what you do. This will help you find passion and real purpose in your reply and will help you craft your own 30-second introduction. For me, I want to help sales leaders experience increased confidence when recruiting and coaching people, and I especially want them to know that they have what it takes to improve the sales and satisfaction of those that work for them on their teams. And in 30 seconds, I want to help them unleash the potential God has placed in them and those they lead. Years ago, I heard a speaker talk about what he did to help young people with substance abuse problems. He would stand in front of them and ask, what's the purpose of this blackboard? And do you know what they said? To write on. And he would say, no, its purpose is not to be written on. What's its purpose? Finally, someone after several attempts usually said to help the people learn. Then he would grab a waste paper basket and put it in front of him and ask, what's the purpose of this waste paper basket? Immediately, someone would say, to put trash in. And he would say just as quickly, no, what's its purpose in the room? Then someone would finally say, to help keep the room clean. And he would look at them and say, now doesn't that make the blackboard and the waste paper basket feel better? Their purpose is not to be written on or to have trash put in them. Their purpose is to help people. Now, thinking about what you've learned, what do you do? You have just listened to Sales Cultures Redefined. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Google Play, and we'll see you at the next episode.